0: Welcome to the Paywall Podcast, where we discuss paywalls and paywall
1: strategies. We will talk with some of the publishers that we work with at Zine 101, the things that work and the things that don't. There's so many amazing things you can do in the digital world as a publisher to not only increase your digital subscriptions, but also engage your audience. Let's get started. Hi, this is Pete from uh, Zine 101, and we have a very special uh, podcast for you today. We have our first publisher interview with Bob Patterson from Street Photography Magazine. Uh, On his website, it says it's the Journal of Street and Documentary Photography. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into his very unique approach at uh, finding and converting paid subscribers. Now, Street Photography Magazine, as far as I can tell and the homework I've done is about helping street photographers the niche of uh get better at street photography. And these street photographers are brought in from around the globe to write about their experiences and what works for them, uh share some really cool and interesting photos and I've I've been through the site. I've looked at some really stunning images and and you know to me this is a niche I never knew existed until I, I met you, you know, years ago, when we, and we and we talked for the first time. So um, the the website itself is is a um, or the publication is what what uh, you would typically call a magazine. It's got monthly issues. Uh, these are web issues, uh, which are not PDFs. They're not flipbooks, They are actual, real, live uh, articles. But they're arranged by issue, and it's a monthly monthly magazine. Uh, and there's a strong podcast component as well. And uh, it seems like uh, there's a lot of deep discussion uh, on the art uh, uh, of street photography. That's right. All right. So how did I do, Bob? Did I miss anything?
0: Mm, that's a good start. Yeah, we'll fill in the we'll fill in the gaps as we go, I guess.
1: Okay. Cool. And so I'm just going to touch on the platform itself. Um, we're running on WordPress, of course. We have the the issues, uh, the magazine issues, running on our uh, toolkit called Issue M, which is the web issue publisher. Leaky Paywall is running to capture subscriptions, uh, so that's uh, and it's metering the content. And you also have iOS and Android apps connected to the whole shebang, so that. Somebody can subscribe on the website and then just log into their, you know, download and log into the app and have access to your publication on their phone.
0: That's right, or iPad, or Android tablet, or or whatever.
1: It, that sounds great. So let me just dig in a little bit into the history of, of of what you've done. How how did you actually get into publishing a street photography magazine? I, I they got to scratch that edge. How'd you get there?
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's been an interesting journey. Um, for the last eleven years or so, I've been been a WordPress developer mm. and I specialize in creating uh, membership sites mainly for people who do training. So we created a lot of um, a lot of online training sites for people who are entrepreneurs um you know mainly mainly small business people who don't don't do much for for large companies Mm. and well back up a little bit farther my hero when i was a kid Mm. was my grandfather Mm. in indiana he was a newspaper man and a matter of fact he had the first offset uh, press in indiana he was very technologically savvy for his day Mm. and uh, it's like we used to visit him, and I loved going to the newspaper. And you know, he, as kids, he let us play with this little press that he used for proofing. And uh, it, but he's my hero. He's a tough guy. You know, he's an old newspaper man. You know, he typed mm-hmm. with two fingers real fast. He smoked Camel cigarettes, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I just love the guy. Except for the Camel cigarettes part, those eventually killed him. Mm-hmm. But Um, You know, I always wanted to be a journalist, and I went to college for broadcast journalism and never really pursued it, got into management, and we'll go into that stuff. And uh, so fast-forwarding, when I was running my development business, I saw on uh, the Apple newsstand, which doesn't really exist anymore, there was a magazine called The Magazine by a guy named uh, Marco Armit.
1: I remember that magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like mm-hmm. one of the first magazines created by a regular person. I thought, wow, a regular guy mm-hmm. can be uh, can publish a magazine. Uh, Marco was one of the one of the creators of Tumblr. He's you know very very uh, talented developer, and I thought this is really cool. And then I don't know, maybe six months or a year later, I had an opportunity to to buy a license to create a magazine on, on the iPad. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought this could be a good way to deliver training content. Cause I was already in the, in the training business. And maybe you could make a magazine that comes out monthly that you can use to train people how to do whatever, you know, cook or do photography or whatever. So I bought this license and so I had to do something with it. And I thought, well, I can make a magazine on membership site management. Now, that's a yawner. I said, you know, I've been a street photographer for many years, been photographing my whole life. Hmm. So I said, I'm going to make one called Street Photography Magazine. And I thought, well, I'm going to do this for, I'll, you know, run it for a few months or a year just to see how it works. You know, get my hands into it and see if this is something that we can um, we can sell to our clients. Hmm. Damn thing took off. (laughs) Uh, it, you know, I, I just happened to come into this niche at the right time mm. in the right place. And, and the magazine took off. And so that's how I got into it. That was I, I, I bought the license. It'll be eight years ago in January.
1: Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. I, see, I see like like mobile. So, you know, in the last decade, of course, mobile photography and you have a section in that has exploded. Mm-hmm. That's probably probably helped help quite a bit. And. Yeah. Uh, and you have, you know, you have thousands of subscribers. I mean, it's, it, you know, for such a niche, it's just so cool to see a publication thrive, especially, you know, born out of something you love, uh, and and really born from nothing. You know, you just created this from scratch.
0: And, That's right, something from nothing.
1: Yeah, it's my pride
0: and joy. I created it from nothing.
1: <laughs> so here's the get. Here's the uh, the advice. What kind of advice you're going to give? Uh, component of this this uh, interview. <laughs> If you were to give your younger self, your younger publisher self <laughs> one piece of advice on what you should do instead of maybe something you did uh, when it can, when it comes to starting a publication, what what would that be? Is there anything that that, that you think is you know either you found super important like you stuck you know you found you discovered this one thing stuck with it and it worked? Or something you did that went sideways and you said, wait a second, why am I doing that? I need to do this.
0: Mm, man, for your first time around, you're a pretty tough questioner. You're like Mike <laughs> Wallace used to be in, in 60 Minutes.
1: <laughs> um, well, I, I listen to Tim Ferriss quite a lot, you know, and he asks some great questions. <laughs> well, the I think
0: you have to get to know your audience first. Mm. Um, don't assume you already have all, all the answers. I'll, I'll quote somebody who I have a lot of respect for, a guy named Dove Gordon. Um, actually, he's a consultant to consultants. But you want to identify a problem that people have and they don't want or a result they want and don't have. A lot of times they're two sides of the same coin. I wish I, wish I could say I, I came up with that. but mm. So problem they have, they don't want, result they want and don't have. So you want to help them get that result Mm. Solve that problem, which means you have to understand the obstacles that are in their way and what their burning desires are and put together a product that that helps solve those.
1: So it sounds like that's a strong connection to how you interview other street photographers and kind of get a sense for what they're doing, what their challenges are. Mm hmm. And sort of That's building right. that library of knowledge.
0: Exactly. Get inside their head. Um, as a street photographer myself, who's not nearly as good as 99% of the people in the magazine. You know, it's like I'm on my own personal journey to get better uh, as a photographer overall and as a street photographer. And, and I use that to drive the, the, uh, discussions with the photographers that contribute to the magazine and I try to learn from them
1: uh,
0: asking the same questions that I feel that our readers would ask if they were sitting in front of them
1: Mm. yeah be curious that's be curious yes yeah that's my version of it I think always like hmm why is that doing that or why is that working or I don't know this what the heck's the answer to that yeah. What do you What do you think about when you do this? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's awesome.
0: A, yeah. Street photography is probably the hardest form of photography that you can engage in because you're you're out in public. Mm. It's total chaos. You don't control hardly anything, and you want to come away with good, strong images in mm-hmm. that environment. It's very, very hard to do. Interesting. And so we have lots of discussions about generally about how people think, how they approach it. Um, it's like golf. You play golf.
1: I, I do when twisted. <laughs> you do what? When my friends say they, they, they need they need an eighth and, and I'm the only guy left standing. otherwise I say <laughs> no, no, thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. Well me I'm like that too. But you know, it's 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 the six inches between your ears. Right. So that that leaves it wide open for a lot of discussion.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's that that's great. So um so let's switch gears a little bit and segue into, you know, you getting getting to know your audience and, and always learning about your audience. How do you connect that to getting your audience to actually pay for your content? So, you know, you have you have, uh, I think, as far as I could see on the magazine, you have over 70 podcasts uh, published on, on the magazine. You have a news blog. You have this uh, really the core of the enterprise, which is which are the monthly magazine issues um why do why do people pay
0: ah why do they pay well that's a very good question and you know going back to the problems we solve Mm -hmm. and the results that they want um photographers in general are all looking for that that iconic iconic image
1: Mm. you
0: know they they want you know they 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 see all the famous photographers out there. and um, God, there's so many so many great photographs. I, I can't even think to name one now, but but everybody wants everybody wants to be remembered. You know, they want to be remembered for something after they die. They want people to look at their work and go, "Oh, wow, mm. that's really something. And everybody wants to be appreciated. Mm. And that's what we try to help people with is um, help them. Well, help them do two things, you know, get better at what they do, and to be able to show their work. Uh, we we have, um, you know, almost all the work in the magazine is uh, contributed by members of the community. Mm. And it gives them an outlet to be able to show their work, right? So that they can add it to their portfolio. It can add it onto their their resume or their about me page mm. and get some and get recognition for what they do. And so why do they pay us? They pay us to to help them get you know farther down the line of you know not only improving their work but but being noticed and being appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're pretty high on Maslow's scale of right. prepotent potent needs.
1: Right, right. Um, well, I'm assuming it's a mix of uh, not only just becoming a better photographer. I don't know how much if you get into the business of street photography. Um, but, you know, if you have a if you have a passion for something, there's definitely a percentage of people that absolutely.
0: Want absolutely. You know, hobbyists will, you know, will spend money to get better. You know, I think about the, the another photography related magazine you guys publish, which is Catch Magazine.
1: Mm, yeah. I love it. Yep. I
0: subscribe to it because I love the photography. So. Oh,
1: much. cool. Yeah, there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, you know, somebody is a fly fisherman. That's that's a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good sickness. It's like golf. But
1: yeah. We we all have
0: our very similar.
1: Yeah, we all have our our uh, sicknesses. So, have you have you always charged for access? I, I noticed that. Always. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Out of the gate day one. Yeah. Right. Started. Um, and um, was the pricing the same? Did you start at a lower price, at a higher price? I think you charge five bucks a month for access now and fifty bucks yeah. a year.
0: No, we started way too low. Okay. Way too low. You you and you've always preached to me to charge more. And uh, yes, yeah, so we started at uh, $199 a month, just monthly. Oh, we're
1: actually yeah.
0: bi monthly at first. Okay. And, uh, so we started at $199 a month, and then after a year or two, we increased it to $399 and offered, offered an annual option. And then we increased it again a little
1: over a year ago to to $499 and. Hmm. $44.99 annual. What what happened when you went from one ninety-nine to three ninety-nine as far as number of subscribers?
0: Uh, you know, I'm not real good at tracking that stuff, but basically nothing.
1: Okay, you didn't feel anything like all of a sudden no. people stopped subscribing. That that didn't happen.
0: No, and it, you know, and we we allowed people to stay on the same uh, uh, rate plan. Price right. subscription rate. Right. So we still have people at one ninety nine, uh-huh. even after almost eight years. Right.
1: Right. Right. The early adopters, they get the benefit of uh, getting the low the low price. And yeah, so exactly. and so and so in the last year you went up to the to the four ninety nine. Did anything change there? I mean that was a little bit of a less of a drop.
0: Yeah, we yeah. Um, I think our subscription rate, uh, you know, the buy rate or closing percentage or whatever uh, dropped a bit. Um, not that much. Not that much. I, I, people aren't keeping it as long, mm-hmm. um, but it, it
1: was still a good move. Yeah. So the you know, yeah the end result is is a higher higher number.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So our you know our our revenue overall ever revenue increased. So yeah.
1: I can't complain. Mm,
0: excuse me, losing my voice here. I can't complain about that.
1: Yeah. And so what about? Monthly versus annual, do you see – do more people go for uh, the monthly sign-up or do they go for the annual?
0: Uh, Annual, yep. Okay.
1: Any? uh, any I I wish I
0: had that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say that.
1: I'm just wondering if if you have a feel for the ratio of annual versus um, monthly.
0: Mm, You know what? I would have to guess, so I don't want to guess wrong. Uh, (laughs) Definitely – I would say just of bodies of readers, I would say probably about a little more than half. Yeah. Our annual subscribers.
1: Yeah. Maybe 60, 40 or something like that.
0: Yeah. Probably 60, 40. Okay. 55, 45, but uh,
1: somewhere around there. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think that that's actually pretty typical. Annual subs do seem to be across the board. Uh, more popular than monthlies, um, and you know yeah. pricing. is under a lot of always under debate. It's, I mean, I, I think since the beginning of time, always. It's <laughs> anyway.
0: You know, we're working with membership site people. Um, they always agonize over the pricing. Yeah. Ask yeah, my advice. I always say definitely have an annual price.
1: Yeah. 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 A lot of people. What I I, I feel is that you know if you if you're going to subscribe to something an annual, it's like, well, I'm going to give it a shot, but I'll, I'm going to give it a shot for a year, you know? Yeah. Like, like, I want to experience this for a whole year. I don't want just, like, to do, especially if there's a price difference, you know? Now, Netflix, they kind of figured out that if you just sign people up monthly and don't even give them an annual, then they'll forget about it on their card and they'll keep, you know, binge-watching, <laughs> so. Yes, they do. I'm an example of that. <laughs> yep. All right. That's cool. All right. Uh, so I think what I'd like to do now is actually dive into your setup. Okay. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about the technology and the why about how how things are set up. And again, we're you know for anyone who's listening, this is StreetPhotographyMagazine.com. Uh, that's that's the URL we're talking about. And we have um, and to review we have um, issue M uh, set up, uh, which is a web publisher for magazine issues it does not it can you can attach PDFs and flipbooks to it but its primary purpose is to deliver uh, regular web articles that Google can index and social and that any single article can be uh, shared in social media Um, and then of course looks good on a phone PDFs and flipbooks don't do well on phones and phone oh geez phone traffic it depends Usually around 60, 70, 80% of traffic, depending on the publication. So it's a it's a it's a big deal. So that's the the web issue publisher that covers the monthly uh, uh, meat of the content. Um, and then you have a news blog, which it looks like um, you kind of fill that with, you know, really any piece of news that comes out, uh, mm-hmm. including your podcast, lives there as well. Exactly. Okay. So that that's the nice thing about this setup is you're running your news blog separate from your your issues. And you have sort of two clean content uh, streams uh, there. And then uh, Leaky Paywall lays on top of everything, uh, which meters the content. And I know uh, because uh, we've worked together for so long that you you let um, the general public, any casual reader that comes across your site, read one free premium article. And then, they, and then on the second article they hit, they have to subscribe. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I'll just say a little editor's note that what that does is it it lets Google index everything. On exactly. And and that's key today. Yep. Um. The uh the other thing is social sharing. Of course, you know, even if you're only letting one article, uh, letting the the casual public at one article per month, that one article can still be shared with a thousand different browsers. So somebody shares that article on social media, all their friends can open up and read that article in full. So which yeah, that has been a real
0: plus for us too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um In the past, you know, before we switched over to Zine 101, we had the, the web version of the magazine was on a, uh, we used a membership plugin. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I happen to be a certified developer for it. I, I use that and I'm, I know it very well, and I moved away from it to yours, mainly yeah, because probably- of the Leaky Paywall. But and when somebody would write an article, we'd feature them, you know, they'd want to be able to share it out, and they wouldn't be able to. Or we would have to create a whole separate copy of that article and oh. let them link to that. But uh, this has been, an, it's been a very nice promotional tool. Um, oftentimes, we'll... Um, either interview people on the podcast or in the magazine and and people who have very big social media, media followings. Mm -hmm. So they would share out their article and then we get a lot of big traffic bump from that and and a big subscription bump as well. Mm. So it's a very powerful tool. I'm not saying this is a commercial for you guys. I'm just saying it works.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for saying that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was speak the truth. It was the reason we built it in the first place. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's
0: nice. you know we had these discussions years ago. You, you tried different membership plugins and things, and, mm-hmm. and this was a good fit.
1: Yeah, we yeah we tried a bunch too for different projects when we were back in the commercial uh, website business. Um, yeah, yeah, sharing and Google are 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 just absolutely absolutely critical. Um, Okay, so let's see. Now, at one point in time, I remember you used to give away a free issue, quote unquote. Do you still do that? Yes, we do.
0: We do. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, uh, you gave you you taught me the trick on how to do it, and um, I actually turned it off a while ago, and it started to hurt us. Really? So I went back to it. Yep.
1: So that's is that part of your pitch then? When when you're uh uh like you know promoting in social or sending out an email or how, how do you use that
0: um by the way i'm a terrible marketer <laughs> sorry <laughs> but uh i wish i wish i, I spent more time on it but um well basically the um uh, we get a lot of organic traffic because mm-hmm. of our our rich content and people are able to you know, Google indexes it mm-hmm. so They come to the website and then we have a pop-up for a free issue. Ah. Somebody signs up for the free issue. And then of course we have a, you know, a, a ser- you know, series of emails. And then we have, um, you know, within the free issue, it's, it's actually one of our issues from a few years ago, one of my favorite ones. Yep. And uh, we have um, calls to action embedded in there that, that, the only people who see it are ones who aren't actually paid subscribers, and then that links off to the sales page, and then and they make the purchase. Or if they happen to jump to one of the other um, one of the other issues, they won't be able to read them, and then they get our uh, what you call a nag, mm-hmm. which encourages uh, them to subscribe. Which anybody who's tried to read the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or Washington Post or whatever right. online it's basically the same technology.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yep, New York so Times uh, was actually, that's who we started tracking back in the day when we, when we were originally developing Leaky Paywall. Uh, yeah. One thing, one thing I, I just will mention for anybody who's listening is um, if you set up Issue M, it's very easy to to just tick off some boxes on Leaky Paywall. It says, hey, make sure these articles in the issue are always free and public.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is.
1: Um, So you can so that strategy of, you know, collecting email addresses in exchange for something free is excellent like that. You know, I I can see why that works. You know, we as humans like free stuff, especially if it's good stuff and uh, and and it converts. So, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you want me to get into
1: the nitty gritty of how this works. Well, go for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't have to make it a technical uh, seminar, but uh...
0: no, no, not no, not too technical. But
1: uh,
0: uh, never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So, um, have you considered attaching PDFs or flipbooks to the web issues ever?
0: That's... Well, no. We started out as a PDF oh. magazine. Okay. Coming from the WordPress world, I always like, you know, I I, I like the ability to build a page of WordPress and it scales on the device no matter what you're reading. Right. Um, right. PDFs are, they're a lot of work. You I mean, you basically, you have to be really good with InDesign or you have, to, and, you know, which has a pretty steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Where you have to hire somebody every month or every issue to lay it out, just like you're going to be printing a magazine. Right. Right. I did, you know, we did that for a couple of years. And uh, it's funny, it would only, on the iPad, it would only work in portrait mode. If you turned it sideways, you know, it wouldn't <laughs> flip around and resize. I hated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually, well, then when we created the web version of the magazine, you know, we made sure it was fully responsive. And that actually grew faster than, the iPad
1: version. Oh, interesting. Uh, I,
0: I yeah. like to think that's the reason. I mean, the downside is people can't read it offline. Right. But, yeah. um, I think it it far outweighs using the PDF. So I, I'm not a big
1: fan. Yeah. PDFs don't get discovered. They're not, the discovery in Google is, and they don't get shared in social typically.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Not typically. Um, that's Okay. That's that's interesting. Now you you mentioned print. Uh, have you ever you ever thought about printing your magazine? We
0: are. Um, you know, one thing about photography is when it's being displayed on somebody's computer or their their um, you know mobile device, you don't control what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not as big of a problem nowadays as it used to be because computers are so good. But in print, you have full control over over what it looks like. You know, the color. You know how it renders the color or the black and white. So we are thinking about it. We get a lot of requests, hmm. and in, in terms of photography, it's really nice to have it in your hand. So we're think looking at some some ways to do maybe print on demand. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And somebody yeah. really wants their work um, shown. Of course, they'll want to buy it. And then uh, exactly the dedicated the dedicated readership that want you know. Something more permanent. Yeah, yeah, it's a different modality. You know, the the uh, as they say, the computer is is the lean in experience where you're kind of getting through content, and the the print is a lean back experience. I also oh, I like it, that. Yeah, yeah, I also find that the iPad uh, is a bit of a lean back experience too. And that's yep. I think, why people like it because you know people you know you watch a Netflix uh, show or you know, read the news or whatever. You know, it's to the iPad's pretty comfortable uh device.
0: Yeah. I I barely read anything in print anymore. I I subscribe to the Washington Post and their um their web version, I mean their their app is fabulous. I mean it's so well done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have a bigger budget than I do though. <laughs>
1: I, 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 I get the New York times and it's the same deal. It's just,
0: yeah. You know, times is, is great. Yeah.
1: It's, it's just works so well. And it's really, it is comfortable to read. It's just easy on the eyes. It's, it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, and speaking of apps, this is uh, and we're, we're still talking about the uh, setup is you, um, I can't remember, but at some point in the past, you signed up for our Unipress uh, app platform, which uh, yes, uh, we were able to spin up uh, an iOS app and an Android uh, app for for the site, um, which has that offline uh, reading ability. But what? Tell me a little bit about that decision uh, when you decided to do that. Like, what what kind of brought you there, and how how has it been? Uh, we since?
0: well, we started in the app world, and that's all we did for first year and a half of our life. Oh, the so we
1: iPad we, license, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, so The iPad license. So uh, it's really never been an issue to to not do it because we had the number of subscribers on it. Um, so that was one of the reasons we went with you guys is because you, you did have an app. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say. I mean, actually, our. Um, the experience of reading our magazine on, in a browser, mm-hmm. as opposed to the app, is better. Mm. It, I mean, it doesn't have to do with you, your app, but uh, you know, we just have we have control over it, much more control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, business-wise, um, I don't like paying that Apple tax or that Google tax, right, of thirty percent, right. Um, you know, I like having the app option. I sometimes I think maybe why don't we just have the app, and the only way you get the app is to be a, a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the problems, and this is with anybody who has an app. I mean, anywhere, and probably even Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. Apple sells a subscription, and you have no idea who your subscribers are. And if they have a billing problem, they're coming to you, and you have to say you know, call Apple. Right. And, right. You know, which is tough. I mean, it's it's nice having that exposure. Right. Uh, on their platform. And it's not nearly as good as it was when they had the newsstand, mm. the dedicated newsstand. And now it's, you know, it's morphing into Apple News and and we're just another app.
1: Right. Right. Does, but, does uh, do you find that new subscribers come directly from the app store?
0: Yeah, we do. Um, Yeah, well, we definitely get new subscribers through the App Store. One of the nice things about your platform is that they can log into the the website, and then we sort of capture them. Right. But we don't really know their name. Apple, you know, doesn't tell you who your subscribers are.
1: Yeah, not unless they decide to fill in the the form and tell you who they are for access. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they sort of do, but they make it very, very hard to get their name. Yeah. It's almost not worth doing it. I won't go into the, the details. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a control freak. So I'd like to know who my customers are and, yeah. you know, they have a problem. We want to take care of it right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do, you know, there, there are, um, I mean, you could lock down the app so that it's a login only situation. I know. Um, yeah, but you know, when you do that, now you're basically shutting down all the content, so you know, people can't really preview what they're getting. It's just a, it's just a login. So you, you tend to lose the discovery in the app stores when you do that. Um, the other thing is that Apple. I don't know if you heard about the big fight with WordPress and Apple uh, that happened a few months ago, but you know, WordPress?
0: They, no, I didn't hear that.
1: Yeah, well, they're they're. They wanted to, you know, revenue share off of uh, the, the the existing WordPress app, which is really just a, you know, it's a backend tool. Um, and they wanted to, sure. we wanted to make the Apple, I think, make, uh, have them start up subscriptions. And so they uh, WordPress uh, automatic uh, eventually won that, and so Apple backed down. But um, there, when we when we uh, build apps for publishers. They Apple can absolutely reject apps for the silliest of reasons. And I say silly. It's like, well, um, you know you have you, you have what they don't want is a link to a subscribe button on your website because they want the revenue, right? So if you have any kind of connection to a subscribe page from the app, uh, that's obvious, they, they'll just reject your app.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which we don't do. Yeah,
1: yeah no. And, and so most publishers basically encourage the subscription to happen in the app and then a- Apple's, uh, fine and happy and all that. Um, but, uh, so you, you know, could you get away with that? Just setting, setting up a login? Yeah. I mean, we, we are doing it. Um, can, a- would, a- can Apple change their mind at some sure. point and say no? Yeah, they can do that. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, still a bit of a wild West, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's yeah, it's tough being a developer, an app developer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There, with them or Android doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, we do a lot of updates um, as Apple <laughs> yeah. and update, and that's part of the deal. You know, it's it you pay for that, and so we have to do that, uh, and that's fine, and and it and it works. But overall, um, you know, it's been great uh, for. We found for 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 most publishers, and uh, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is is that you know is the app something that motivates a subscription? Do you think with new subscribers? In other words, do they? Oh yeah. They see that. Oh, we get apps with the subscription. Is that kind of like?
0: Oh, um, on the other side. Yeah. You know, I I was just uh, I was thinking the other day we really need to promote that more because mm. uh, I haven't been, and, and we need to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice benefit. You know, really, yes, it is. For a subscriber. Yes, well, there you go. You got your homework.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. It's on my list. <laughs> I've got a big list.
1: <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so uh, as far as the, the setup, <clears throat> I think we covered it all. We have the, the issue M uh, magazine issues, capturing Google search and social sharing where all the premium content lives. Um, We have the the news blog, which uh, handles the in-between news and and the podcast, Leaky Paywall uh, handling all the subscriptions, both on the website and -hmm. also connected to the apps. Um, The last thing was a little bit uh, that I I, I wanted to talk about a little more content oriented, but that podcast, um, you know, we're new at it. this is our, this is number four, I think for us. And you've done, you said that uh, uh, when we were talking earlier, over 200 of them. Um, tell me just, I'd like to hear your opinion on how, how it's been helpful to you, uh, for the business.
0: Well, we do actually We do two different things. I mean, each magazine issue we have, we feature one photographer and they're, they're on the cover of the magazine. Mm -hmm. We do a feature story. And most of the time we do an interview, Mm -hmm. uh, an audio interview, which is sort of like a, premium podcast it's not it's only available to su- subscribers we go into hmm. a lot more detail than we do in, in the general podcast
1: nice
0: yeah i started doing that i, I started with a video yeah i want to go into that a lot of work it's <laughs> a ton of work yeah a ton of work yeah yeah so um yeah so we've done a lot and then there was a period there where we we're doing lots of them in, in one issue and try to get away from that gotcha um so yeah so we've done a lot of those and then started doing the podcast a few years ago generally we do it every couple weeks and it's um it it continues to grow i like it a lot i'm a big podcast fan myself Mm, yeah that's why i I subscribed to yours immediately as soon as i saw it was available (laughs) cool because i think it's a great idea um but you know when you when you do a podcast it's a very intimate experience for the listener because mm. they've got your voice and yep. your story pouring into their head through their ears and mm. they they get to know you personally and um lots of people like to be on the podcast so it's it's we do a lot of interviews mm. so not all the time but um uh, so it's pretty easy to get guests or mm-hmm. most of them are very interesting. Cool. And it's, uh, I, I, and it just, yeah, it keeps growing. we are get, you know, I mean, we're not huge compared to some other people in our space. We get about you know 3,500 downloads per episode. Nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I get people, you know, all the time. Hey, I feel, I know you, you know, I heard this podcast, you know, back in May of 2017. What do you think about this or that? Um, so, and I like doing it. I started out in radio out of college. So mm. um, that's so neat. It kind it of takes me back to those days. But uh, I, you know, it's a great, it's a great way to reach your community. I mean, we're, we're really big at, really into building a community. mm. People. and and we you know want them to relate to us and you know feel a part of it. And uh, the podcast has been you know a huge help. We use it to feature people. we We have a Facebook group, very active Facebook group. I saw that, yeah. yeah, and uh, a huge uh, huge Flickr. Um, Flickr community, mm-hmm. so we like to feature people, bring people on the podcast who are members of that community, and share their work with the rest of the world. And they love it. All kind of it all kind of works together.
1: Interesting. Yeah, the, the hearing the voice to to the source is cool. It is intimate. I agree. Um, let me let me wind you back because you said you run a podcast and you also run um, a premium interview. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that is. How are those different?
1: How does that work? Um,
0: Well, they're different because uh, the podcast is a little more. It's not as in-depth. It's more more general. And Mm -hmm. when we interview the when we do the, the featured photographer interview, it's all about them. It's all about what they do, about their work. And we talk specifically about pieces of their work what they did, you know, what they thought about, you know, how they, how they made this photograph, Mm. the the backstory behind it. So, so we kind of dig into their work a lot more. And one of the requirements for choosing somebody to be featured is that what can they teach our, our Mm. readers or our our listeners? Mm. Um, You know, we, we get, petition constantly to to be a featured photographer and we always ask you know what's a takeaway or a couple Mm -hmm. takeaways people can have from knowing more about you and what you do
1: cool that's great yeah well to to be i mean to to be at the point to where people are coming at you requesting you know hey we want to be featured you know you're 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 keeping your content stream alive you know and 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 vibrant. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, we only do twelve a year, and I could fill them up in an afternoon.
1: Mm, interesting. Does that's that that's you, a
0: good problem to have.
1: Well, does that give you an idea for for any kind of like a premium plus content or other product that that uh, would might go hand in hand?
0: Funny you should ask. <laughs> yes. A uh, couple things that uh, that i want to do i'd like to do maybe a um uh, a collective um you know an artist collective you know it's a group of people who practice a certain art form mm. photography collectives are as old as you know photography itself um so I have a collective which is a premium membership mm. people would be a member of or um Uh, What do they call it? A mastermind group. Oh, yeah. Uh, So think about that. We're going to start training. I mean, I've been building training sites, you know, since I got into the WordPress business. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: So -hmm. we're going to start with some live training. We're actually going to partner with a very famous photographer uh, to do one right after the first of the year. Uh, I've got one in the works that we're going to do not long after that so you know the thing about having a magazine mm. you know the, the revenue you get from the magazine it, i didn't i didn't this isn't uh, original but you know that's the icing on the cake but it's mm. not the cake you mm. know once you use them have a magazine to build a community there's mm. other things you can sell to them right right and you know we're we're going to start leveraging the assets that we have to uh um, drive other revenue sources between, besides, or in addition to subscriptions.
1: That's fantastic. Which loops back to your original comment about getting, staying, you know, staying close to your community and always learning from your community. Exactly. Not assuming you know everything because then these. No, we don't. Then the community gives you probably these ideas, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and we, we feed each other.
1: Yeah. So yeah, build your audience, and then now you have you have a, a, a not one but maybe even two product ideas uh, already cooking. Uh,
0: yeah, here. and it also gives you um, authority in the community. Right. Um, I mean, as a result of this magazine, I've I've been a juror on several um, very prominent international photography competitions, mm. and and I've been able to. I've met people around the world when we travel as a result of the magazine some of them are involved in the in the competitions as well
1: that's awesome I, yeah I, I i that's so the future is the future is bright that that's what a great way to to uh um, sign yeah. off on this uh interview um uh, fantastic I know, the futures
0: yeah i have to wear shades <laughs>
1: Well, keep me posted on, on, you know, any, anything, you know, if you start, start up a uh, uh, whatever, whether it's the mastermind group or your training or whatnot, let me definitely, let me know. I'd love to, to take a look at it, see if I can help in any, any way. And, I, and, That's I want, great. and uh, and thanks for coming on and, and spending your, your time, uh, with, okay. with me and with anyone who's listening. Uh, it was, that it was really interesting going in deep with you and, and, uh, talking about the, the beginning and the middle and now looks like the future
0: <laughs> well, thank you I you know I appreciate your support and and your help and and the, the ideas that that you share with us I mean it's it, it's a two-way street and I really appreciate it
1: cool yeah trying we're, we're just trying to pick the cool things that are happening in our industry and, and share and share them that's really the bottom line so whatever works you know share that All right, Bob. Um, So good luck and we'll be in touch uh, down the road. All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Paywall Podcast. You can find us at paywallpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe in your
0: podcast player of choice and we'll see you next episode.